What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Demo Team Podcast. We're here with Ryan Mitchell from... Fuck, what was it? Water. <laughs> take, take two. My oh, bad. Uh, water culture. I was like... <laughs> water culture. Everyone's favorite. Water, cu- water culture, formerly glow. That's, that's how right. I have to... That's what... Sorry about a- that. We've been doing, um like, ep- interview. Glow. We've done, like, what? This is, like, our sixth interview we've done in like a week or something so entirely fair <laughs> yeah and you won't I, be the last probably either so mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I would definitely enjoy if water culture came back after this interview i mean ryan's probably been one of my like long time homies i have had the pleasure of watching him do covers uh for quite a while if you're so uh, many years yeah, if you're a fan on Facebook and you've ever seen a dude with some like long hair just kind of chilling and there's like blade in the background, you've probably you've probably seen one of them videos, maybe in Swamp Posting or something like that. But Ryan's been killing it for a very long time. He's if you just were got- active in Swan Core groups from 2019 <laughs> to 2021. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did really- a cover week, maybe three, all those years. Hell yeah. And I always like I always like those videos, dude. You 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 have like it. you have like a chameleon like voice because like the voice you have for water culture and glow stuff, <clears throat> kind of like your own. Yeah, it's this. it's just the clusterfuck of a bunch of other people's <laughs> voices and writing styles, and then over the years, like finally doing albums of my own. It's uh, it just I don't know. I kind of I tried a lot. Like on Cherish You, uh, when we were still Glow, I did a lot more like uh, soft emo stuff with like high pitched parts and like no screaming. And uh, generally found that like more of the mid range is better sounding than my voice, even though I like to do covers of like Dance Gavin Dance and all these other bands and stuff that is just super high pitched. It's nice to have those skills and be able to like implement them into songs, but but it's not anything that would be like my mainstay vocally. And yeah, yeah, I don't do covers nearly as much anymore. I kind of want to get back into it, but I just like get so much more serotonin from writing my own stuff. I'm sure you relate. Um, But yeah, I have been doing vocals since I was 12. And uh, I have one of of my cement cover of Second and Sebring from when I was like 13 or 14 (laughs) years old. And I oh, could awesome. sing, yeah, but I could not scream. It is buried pretty deep down on my YouTube. Got like 500 views and I'll show someone every once in a while if I want to like show them where I started. But uh, yeah, just doing hundreds of covers like was easily the most helpful thing in becoming a decent vocalist. If, you know, maybe a little yeah. bit more than decent, but I'll leave that up to other people. Um, it's just super I like helpful. Your yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who are uh unaware just unengaged into uh what ryan does for water culture, he is the vocal of water culture and so why don't you explain to us like how you got into that like what made you decide one day like you know i'm sure before the second and same sebring cover you were still sad. so like how does that come to be for you man it's a it's a pretty long and tumultuous journey um I was doing bands in high school. Well, I did a band in high school back in Roanoke, Virginia. It was called Break the Silence. And after I was kicked out of that band, uh, which was super fun, you know, getting kicked out of a band, really top experience. I recommend everyone try it at least once. I moved out to Louisville, Kentucky <laughs> and did a band or joined up with a band, a post-hardcore band, like kind of swan ish called Anchors for Eyes. And we put out two songs before basically everyone quit. And I moved back to Virginia, flipped my car, broke my spine. And then while I was on bed rest from that accident for four months, I met the members of what would become Glow in North Carolina. And we put out a record, an EP, and uh, played a fuck ton of shows. And then in the middle of COVID, we got a new member and we changed our style a good bit. And we changed our name to Water Culture, which is how I became Ryan, the vocalist of Water Culture, instead of all those other bands. <laughs> that was a very, like, solid, like, succinct history you just gave us. 
I appreciate that. I do my best to not over indulge, but you know, just get it all out in 90 seconds. Yeah, exactly. Some people, you know, be like jumping around from all over the place, but this was very like streamlined. So yeah, yeah, that's how I got here. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. So like one thing about water culture I've noticed is like it's a very emotionally raw like sound to it. Like you you either go from very mellow, sad, somber kind of vibes, and then there are songs where it's a little more up tempo and aggressive and stuff. So what's like the mental We're always emo? Yeah. It's gotta be. <laughs> But where does the mental mindset for you go when you're writing for water culture? I can't believe that like the 30 minutes that I try to do like a little interview outside, sit on the porch, there's just so much yard work going on. It's like like three o'clock. Like go home. Um, <laughs> Don't feel bad, I love, dude. I, I, have, I love so many different kinds of music. Um, stuff like like you know 2011 metalcore was like really big for me it's all i listened to for a long time and then i got more into bands like lydia copeland pianos become the teeth more like somber post-rock that still that, had uh, like a kick to it a punch to that it emo revival kind of stuff yeah i just love yeah, it right. so much i can't get enough of it um and when jared joined the band uh we were still glow we had done a tour with him <clears throat> Uh, me and Jared started Water Culture as a side project because I wanted to do something more in the like vein of Lydia and Copeland. And we had a bunch of songs written for Glow, like probably a full album and a half. And we went to the studio um, May 2020 to do three songs for Glow and three songs for Water Culture. But after we did them all, we just decided to rebrand entirely because we'd gone through a lot and were kind of um, burnt out on the band name. So we did that, and that's why there's kind of like the variety in sounds, but we want to just keep that going. Um, we like playing heavier music. We like making songs like So Far Gone that could be on like a top 40 playlist or some shit like that. And um, yeah, just whatever we like to do. It just has to be genuine. It has to be fun. Yeah, I mean, genuine part's definitely important in my opinion gotta be for real if you aren't for real what are you <laughs> yeah no, absolutely <laughs> you're fake you're not you don't exist if you're not for real there's a lot I of mean, bands that i wouldn't say are genuine but i also wouldn't say are fake they're just like more tapped into like one sound or like one certain band that they're inspired by and i really respect that because that's how like we get a lot of really cool shit but I think it's just kind of boring and outdated to stick to like one sound nowadays. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like the era of, like the era of genre bending these days. It's, it's like, like the era of doing whatever the fuck you want as long yeah. as you can get a couple of views on TikTok and get a, a uh, sound basically. Viral. Yeah. <sighs> well, and is there anything that you want to do, I guess, that it's kind of you know, out of your wheelhouse, I guess, that you, that you would like to attempt, I guess, or? Um, I don't know. Anything but country, you know? <laughs> All right. Country, but I've, I've ghostwritten for um, some R&B pe- artists and people that do more of, like, rap. Does, rap isn't really, like, something I'm super interested in, but, like, more so, like, R&B-based post-hardcore, kind of, like, old amorosa like relativity and shit like that i would really right. really love to do a bit of that um that would i mean i don't think there's enough great album there. really really good album really, really good. like those <clears throat> honestly those four those first four amorosa albums are just like it's instrumental it's it's all in the oh, instrumental. Yeah. like johnny craig is so so good but like those dudes that wrote those albums like really just went off and then Bradley joined and they went off in a different way. And now they objectively don't go off in my opinion. <laughs> I'll be honest. I mean, I did like, uh, I did like peaches or whatever that their peaches. last one was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my cat's name is peaches. <laughs> <laughs> you named that for the MRS album? No, I didn't. 
<laughs> no, we got two, and they were going to be peaches and cream, but one of them was really big eyes, so we ended up naming it Bug, and the other one just stayed peaches. <laughs> All right, I can dig it. I, I mean, mean, I, I mean, as a I like 131, and I like that. Versus. We, we did a song with Bradley Walden uh, when we were still Glow. We have a music oh, video on YouTube. Peach Club was yeah, lost, but not peaches. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> but we have a music video for our song... Uh, patterns with bradley walden he did a little feature on that that was you know, it's interesting you say the instrumentals because there's really only one person who's like consistently in it. it was like the guitarist was the only one who was the consistent mm-hmm. member throughout so one of the guitarists yeah one of them it takes two it takes two to do something that cool yeah you're right you're right <laughs> got I me looking them up right now uh, it's, yeah er white mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lead guitarist so Matthew and like two other dudes left, which was yeah. a bummer. And Johnny Craig, but that was you know pretty necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty necessary indeed. And you know, the, you wouldn't have gotten that second or that third Dance Kevin Dance album or from him. Second. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. Oh, well, I mean, I guess EP. Then yeah, second full length album from him. So. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I like, I like dance or uh, the older records of Dance Kevin Dance. Kurtz is my favorite of the old old ones as a full record. Johnny had some really cool stuff. It was just really repetitive. Like, you know, it's, all of Johnny's stuff is really repetitive to an extent. Like, it's he kind of just same figured runs. out. They're just he amazing. Figured out, yeah, he figured out how to do a few things and just kind of did it forever. Because John you know. Mess has gotten so much better since those records that like it isn't. It's barely listenable to me. Like the how good he sounds on Instant Grat Forward is. It's so nice. It's it was always good because like I feel like his style like he just. Like, he had, like, a very distinct style early on, but I feel like as time went on, he was able to articulate and, like, approve mm-hmm. upon it. Or, yeah. like, a Johnny Craig, they figured out, like, the, the three tools in the toolbox that work, and they're just like, well, I'm going to arrange these tools like this, and maybe, like, this this time. And, like, eh. I mean, I feel like if, you know, he'd make some, made some different life choices, he probably would have, you know, figured out a few other tools or, like, you know... I don't know, maybe, you know, done, just figured, just worked figured on his voice out. more. Like, yeah, exactly. Like he would have actually, he would have done, I don't know, he would have trained his vocals and like what figured are- out some other things, but he didn't because <laughs> he didn't really have to, I guess. He rested on his laurels, like a lot of things in life. Like it seems like he did yeah. with a lot of shit, so unfortunately that's just the way the cookie crumbles for that yep. dude. Mm-hmm. all yeah. those uh r&b ish singers will be fucking up though so <laughs> sorry for singing all those r&b ish that is like, true I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't notice that trend but except for the dude from marionette that guy is amazing and i hope he does more i don't know what he's doing currently which um, one are you is talking he, about um i'm pretty sure quinn quinn, quinn? yeah he, he's, he's still uh, around with He's, he's a rapper now. He's a rapper now? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, uh, I'd have to hear it. That's awesome. He's got some Wait, cool, Q-E-W, like, right? Yeah, we yeah, interviewed Q- him, um, what, like in April? Nice. Yeah. yeah. Right he's a he's a, such a nice guy. Really, yeah. real good head. We played a show with the marionette before COVID, and I was really hoping he was going to be doing vocals, but it wasn't the case. The other guy they had, fucking killed it it was like so good, oh yeah he's great is he it yeah. was just it was different Izzy's a great singer i feel like if anybody that's had to like take a mantle up for like a replacing singer for somebody to like take that role and like kind of just swing it out of the park and kind of just bring their own flair to it because i feel like a marionette definitely like changed their sound a little bit but i feel like with izzy it was like a good development and i think it kind of worked I mean, I think it kind of worked a little better for what they were kind of moving towards to the way I they were changing. I think it's it's really big for a band when they change singers or bring on another singer, like Dance Kevin Dance did with Andrew, to like change their sound a little bit to bring the most out of that singer. Will Swan is like a 
pioneer of that. He's big brain as fuck for the like 180 that he did when Kurt joined, the 180 he did when Johnny joined, and then the 180 he did when Tillian joined. I don't think that there's many other musicians out there that could do that, honestly. You know, that yeah. there's not many people that are like that limitless for themselves that they can yeah. they have the ability to create that many genres that well. And I think like the thing about him that's kind of cool is like it wasn't just he just changed from one thing to another. He kind of built off everything before mm-hmm. it, it, which yeah. is like reinvention. Like yeah, exactly. It's like you don't get downtown Battle Mountain Two without happiness. You don't get like acceptance speech without downtown Battle Mountain Two. It's yeah. it's really it's really and like you don't get gratification without all the three of those before it. So totally big. Big brain is fuck. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> the way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, I mentioned uh, that second and Sebring cover that I did all those years ago. I am doing um, uh, Louisville Loves Emo. It's a big emo night that they have up there. It's like generally like three, four hundred people at Headliners Hall. Uh, and they're doing a bunch of like more modern covers this time it's always been like 90s metal stuff and shit like that or early 2000s i'm going up there and doing uh, second and sebring and king for a day and maybe a dance gavin dance song so that's just all really right fun. it's, it's that, really like, fun really fun to do this live i've done it once before you're doing like that peak uh warp tour era like mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah, my that's, shit i love that man. that's awesome that's that's that was time for sure Mm-hmm. I've played emo nights before, and I know you play regular shows at venues and stuff. Could you yeah. like, tell us like the differences between the two vibes? Because I know like a oh, venue, oh, no. um, the different that, crowd. That show that we played with Kellen Quinn at the Ritz Raleigh had like seven hundred people there. That was an emo night, and that was the best show I've ever played. Uh, I love the vibe of an emo night because, like, for what I do, what I come from that's like my market and so going to do either the emo night cover shows or the emo night regular shows which we did one with kurt travis like that february 2020 right before COVID hit that shit was so fun i got very drunk and sang rock solid with him on stage that was (laughs) that was a highlight for sure um that's definitely a highlight if i ever heard one (laughs) uh i love playing regular shows as well but i feel like with regular shows, there is more inherent judgment from people about the sound you the sound you're making, you know, like whatever genre it is or whatever else you're doing. And when you're at something like an emo night, a more of a nostalgia-based event, it's just like people are going to clap regardless of what you could go up there and shit into the microphone and people are gonna be like, Good job. <laughs> but yeah. They're there for it. They're ready for it. That's what they want. And as long Regular as it's... shows have the have the potential to be emo night shows, but it's just not the same sometimes. Emo nights feel like a banger of a house party, even if it's at a bigger venue, you know, mm-hmm. with twenty two dollar beers. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's important. How else are you supposed to cash in on nostalgia than overcharging for beer? Yeah, and then begging exactly. people for drink tickets, you know. Yeah, of course. I mean, they're all just there to get their fix, Vimo. So, mm-hmm. not not alcohol, but even <laughs> that's yeah. that's probably a market that needs to be covered by the the emos is alcohol. You know, own, you know, I kind of agree because where they the have C4 emo cinema, see- y'all y'all know um, Doug Anderson, yeah. C four cinema. They uh, did a whole emo night <laughs> tour, going and playing covers yeah. and playing their original music, and that shit's genius. That's, oh, yeah. you make, you'll make so much money. Like, so fucking uh, much money. Uh, compared uh, to a regular show, we make, like, like four or five times as much at, like, an emo night show because it's, like, older people. Like, Oh, yeah, they're the ones who got money. <laughs> they have money. Yeah. They're, they're wanting to go there and get drunk and support bands. You just, you don't get that all the time at, like, a bar scene or whatever. Maybe if you, like, promote a show well at a venue, you'll have a really good time, which is probably about half the show's. Um. But yeah. Oh yeah. 
I mean, it's just like a smart market. And I feel like anybody that doesn't want to embrace that, like emo night or emo night tours, which is definitely a thing. Like mm -hmm. it's kind of, like, it's a good way to like integrate yourself into that brand because it's like, we all grew up with it and to be anti emo night. I don't know, like if those people exist and if you do stop that, that's not cool. But yeah. <laughs> it, like, it'll probably die off in a few years, but that's okay. I mean, I mean, it's really great for networking, too. It I, is. Yeah. We, um, out of the 700 people at that show, the next day we had, like, 300 new listeners on Spotify, and that's, like, incredible. That's, that is, like, a huge amount, yeah. That's, you, can't, you can't pay for that. I mean, you can't. I don't have that kind of money. You know, you if y'all do, you, you can hit me up. But. <laughs> you got to go to your monthly emo convention, basically, is what it is. Man, I wish we could do that monthly. I would do questionable things for that <laughs> no start for, up, uh, yeah. start up no i mean yeah i i would but it's a lot of work and i am kind of lazy when it doesn't come to actually making music <laughs> or playing apex yeah it's hard like when you got to be the the artist and the salesman and then the booker and then the i already planner. have to do that for my shows but like yeah. it's honestly not a bad idea to like just make your own show with a bunch of bands and then call it an emo night i might do that at some point but yeah. you heard it here first <laughs> yeah. that's the plan right that's how we're gonna do charlotte north carolina uh, if you live in greensboro or winston-salem or raleigh north carolina then you heard it here first at some point in the next calendar year there will be an emo Ryan, that's how we're gonna do demo demo fest. Demo, I love demo. That. demo night. Demo, demo night. Demo. There we go. D and demo, demon and night. We'll cover demo team, or is it that what the song's called? Demo yeah, team. Yeah, demo team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. Because <laughs> I mean, I think yeah, this podcast started off as like a dance gabba dance thing, but we oh yeah, for sure, it's grown into more of that. Oh yeah. We just, we're bigger we than that now. Yeah, we asking musicians like, "Hey, you want to come on?" And it's just like it's like a gambling roulette wheel. But like, we've gotten lucky. We've had like a couple cool people yeah. on here. I mean, we, we, mean Ryan, we got lucky. We've everyone we've had on is cool. Ryan, what are you talking yeah, about? I, mean, I would, do you guys know that band Pulses? Yeah, yeah. have them on. They, they fucking hate us. They they don't like my band. What? <laughs> we we played a show with them in Greensboro. And I was sitting out on the porch, like, smoking a blunt or doing something and listening to them. And I was like, yeah, they're really fucking good. I can tell, like, what eras Dance Gavin Dance they take inspiration from, like, from each song. And their drummer was walking by outside. He got super pissed, like, super mad. They went on social media and, like, tried to, like, flame us and shit. It was just... Because you said... It's, I said they said sound like Dance Gavin Dance, which they do, you know? It's not a question. I was just, you know, stating something. But they just took that like such a dig, and yeah, yeah. I, I've seen pulses get offended at the yeah. That's kind of like yeah, like correlate. And it's like they have. Ah. They if, don't you like, don't, if you they don't, don't like that label, that, maybe don't make music like that, or I don't know, just like lighten up. You know, be a little just a hint chiller. <laughs> like actually, you know, we do sound a little bit like Dance Gavin Dance. I appreciate the comparison. It's like that's a great band to be compared to. But yeah, they were they were super salty about that. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I've never had like a bad engagement with pulses. I've always like they've always been cool with us, and I have seen them get a little bent out of shape just a little bit with the comparison. But it's like I think there's more to it, you know. I think there is mm -hmm. definitely yeah, uh, there is. There's more and to it because they've been involved in the scene and like at, at different levels, and I feel like yeah maybe it was just a bad night hopefully we can it was a great the... show though <laughs> yeah I, and... hopefully the friendship man i i would i would hate you know for... maybe there's no beef there anymore they I just know, yeah they just don't they, yeah they, probably they just don't, don't even like know the who we are we label, basically <laughs> i mean yeah they don't want to be boxed in by that, that. yeah our, our producer that we work with uh jordan haynes of artifacts pareo um also doesn't really love how his band got boxed in as a swancore band because they have nudity guitars and record with chris crummett um i can i can see that i don't really love either like 
there's not like there's a lot of subgenres for metal but it almost feels like there's not enough and too much because like i i don't know what to call my music half the time just you know post-rock post-hardcore type shit and anybody that makes anything noodly is just labeled well, swamp work. it's more than just i think it's also like you have to like it's basically giving all the credit to Will Swan is almost the other side of it too, which and I understand he, like he does deserve way. like twenty percent of credit for most, but like there's a lot music. more to it than that. Like even like yeah. he, he it's not like he really invented the sound. Like you know Mars Volta and like fucking the Fall of Troy were a thing long before he yeah. danced Gavin Dance came around. So. Yeah, and it's not like I mean Will Swan gives those people credit though. It's not like he didn't like sign Tom. But it's Kirk. but then he but he his name gets put on the genre though is a thing. That's but he gets I, a lot. That's where I, that's the problem. He gets a lot. He gets yeah. more credit than and you know like there's the big dance Kevin dance fans the you know the super fans or whatever and like I think that they they probably seem totally okay with just giving Will Swan all the credit because and just calling it all Swancore but. That's why I go with just say progressive post hardcore. <laughs> I would argue that Will Swan did it better than anybody, yeah. and he is pretty deserving of the credit he's gotten. I'm also really annoyed at this neighbor right here. He's been mowing his lawn in the same spot for like 20 minutes, and I just want to throw rocks. I the grass is rocks, growing really fast. You got to keep up with it, you know? It's just it's what you got to do. If it's any consolation, I cannot hear a lawnmower in the background. No, I can't either. I can't hear any jackhammers from Ryan's background. Can you hear the cars going by the street on mine? Because I just they heard one. Kind of loud. You did? You said, no, I it's impossible for me to believe you can't hear that because it is deafening to me, but it does make it better. So thank you. I think it's the headphones. The headphones are like real close to you. So yeah, true. Very true. But I think, do you have an Apple iPhone? I do have an iPhone, yeah. Yeah, I think they have like a little setting. It's like a mic isolation, so it like kind of just focuses like, real nearby. Because I, I always feel self conscious because I have a jackhammer going off or construction crew in the background, and I'm like, <laughs> can't hear that, right? Like I'm just freaking out here, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, man, well, I don't hear anything. But imagine a person in mic isolation. <laughs> I live in a, um, a a neighborhood that's like a homeowners association which fucking sucks because they charge like 200 bucks a month just to exist. And then all they do is have fucking yard work going 24 seven, like literally every day of the week between nine and five, there's people mowing fucking nothing. We still have like weeds in our yard. They don't do anything. They just mow the same patch of grass. And I, as a nine to five, like hourly hustle, I respect it. They're not doing anything. They're just cashing in money. But like, why <laughs> yeah why i swear to god they're fucking weed eating like asphalt yeah <laughs> <laughs> to be honest I, I hate lawns i don't think people you should just let your shit go i'm tired of this shit tired of the i love whole, lawns. The lawn i love taking care of race. lawns but like we don't even have a lawn it's just like townhomes and the cons it's just like there's a really shitty noise band playing outside all the time you can't tell them to shut the fuck up as much as you want to imagine if there was a real like shitty noise band was actually playing outside all the time and you couldn't tell my girlfriend would kill them my girlfriend would commit murder (laughs) so i mean you guys just released something through water culture we put out a song called once before today we put out seven singles in the past year and a half um just trickling all those releases from uh our may 2020 recording session we're recording a few more songs right now and then we're going to put it all together as a lp and put it out and then in like january or february we're going back to jordan haynes of artifacts Pareto out in kentucky and we're going to record another six songs because god damn do we have some demos we have some fucking demos, like so many. And, well, uh, you yeah. came to the right place for that. <laughs> <laughs> Endless demos. 
Um, oh, we did. Yeah. So the song that just came out, um, how are you feeling about it? Like, do you I feel love good it. about it? Yeah. yeah. We've had a great response. People have been super supportive about it. We've sold some merch, gotten like a couple thousand streams between Apple and Spotify, which is rad to do without any like major playlisting, which is really hard to get, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I we've been sitting on that song for three years. Yeah, so it's it feels good. Yeah, we've we've uh, played three shows this year. Uh, finally, being back from our three-year break due to the world stopping. Yeah, and uh, it's been really nice to play these new songs and just be back in that environment. Yeah, that's good. Something man. I really missed. Yeah, and I'm glad you're releasing music and you're like you're keeping a healthy like release schedule. It's like it's good to see, and it's also awesome to see all the artwork because all the artwork that comes out, it's all like kind of color. It is really cool artwork for sure. We have a we have a friend in Winston Salem. Uh, Their name is Salem, and they do all of our artwork um, except for the once before today art. Our guitarist Jared did that. But they did all of the other pieces, So Far Gone, Tired Eyes, Tell Me to Leave. And they're super talented. They, they do those things in like one day. I'll be like, hey, we have this song. We were kind of thinking this. And then they just hit me back up like the next day. Like, how's this? It's like perfect every time. I That's wish we could get it printed on more merch. But it's like so expensive to get numerous colors printed. I don't even. Yeah. Good merch. Quality merch. You don't want to be printing anything out. It's so expensive. Yeah. Places be like, yo, we can do this uh, digital design or whatever the fuck. So we can do unlimited colors on this nice t-shirt. It only costs you $23 a tee for over 80. It's like, what do you think I'm going to sell them for? You know, a liver? (laughs) Body parts? (laughs) Yeah. The cost of a finger, man. Yeah, but we have I mean, some pretty decent merch. We have some shirts, some hoodies. We're going to get some more hoodies made soon. Maybe some sweatpants because it's cold. Yeah, it's getting there. Yeah, I live in Boone, North Carolina. It gets like fucking cold fast. Oh, yeah. After this summer, I'm just, I'm glad the cold's here finally. <laughs> I bet being in Mexico, holy shit. That's uh, right at the equator. Ryan, yeah, you might not time. even like, I don't think you're going to get hit that weather, honestly. I think it's going to be nice all year round. <laughs> You. I mean, but I there she going to Arizona though. I, I I'm trying to. Um I live right by the ocean, so I get that I definitely get a night chill. So okay. it gets like, real colder. Yeah, night that's chill. Nice. No, that's only a thing like on the Pacific. It doesn't really happen that much like the other because it's different. Like Do you, you live where I mean? I'm at? telling me what the weather's like where no, I'm I've been to LA. It's like it doesn't like like in the Gulf, like it doesn't you don't get a night show. It's like just warm ass water all year round. Yeah, you go in the water. Tell me right now if it's warm right now. Come on. What? In Come next, on. Well, I mean, like on the West Coast, it's cold as fuck in the summer. You would Still. you would think so. You would think so. It it's gets not cold. down there. Mm-hmm. It gets cold. I'm just saying it gets cold. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, at night it gets for, cold. I'm not from a, a, a cold ass climate. I'm just saying. Well, for, yeah, but it, it doesn't it, it gets cold at night. It's like because it's like a desert and like it's like a different like type of ocean, whatever. I'm not gonna get into the whole <laughs> everything, all that shit. Each weather, it gets cold. I don't but... know what's going on. <laughs> it's just like thing. It's no, I'm like... saying that's, that's not a thing that happens everywhere. Because like when I lived at the beach, it was like humid as Where? fuck at night in, Me- in Mexico or almost in Mexico, Texas. Juarez. <laughs> Juarez is not by the beach. That's across from El Paso. Oh, see, I don't know. I don't, I live over here. I don't. I don't claim to know yeah. what's where you live. <laughs> or whatever, man. I don't care. <laughs> Everyone's funnest time is when me and Cash just banter and bicker. It's so great. Oh yeah, I love for it. sure. When we fight, when we get into like heated arguments on here. No. Oh, has that ever happened? About what? Um. Brian stole my girl. Okay. Oh, did I? <laughs> I'm just I playing. No, I that never see that happening. Yeah, Ryan think, stole my cat. I think the only oh, thing man. we ever like heated about was fucking um, what was it? Uh, what's that stupid burger place that you like called? <laughs> what? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> you yeah. know what? Uh, that's it. New new topic. New topic. See, <laughs> <laughs> it gets heated over here. So I, I, get, I do want to get Burger Street soon, though. Since that's we're on the good. topic of food, you're from uh, North Carolina, correct, Ryan Mitchell? Yes, I am. Any good food places where you live? Well, um, in Boone, there's like three restaurants that I made. Uh, there is the that Cardinal, really good burgers, <laughs> really good everything. Uh, Hatchet, they have avocado toast and coffee, lovely. And then uh, what's another place? Stick Boy Cafe, they have the best chicken sandwich, artichoke sandwich. And then we have cookout, you know, comparably to Whataburger. Oh, dude, I heard cookout's so good. <laughs> cookout? No. I mean, I don't, I don't think any, good, but... I don't think any fast food is so good, but like. But it's like you get cookout, so many options and stuff, right? There's a lot of options. There's a lot of milkshake options, and it's open till like 3 a.m. Comparably to everything else closing at like 10 p.m., which fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, but the lines go out into the street, and it's just. Yeah, you have to debate whether you want to go out and wait 45 minutes for a corn dog and some chicken nugs. I mean, but it's worth it sometimes. At 3 a.m. Yeah. That's yeah. like basically what Whataburger is these days is like waiting in a drive through at 3 a.m. for 45 minutes to get. Yeah, I, yeah. you know, that. What but there's nothing else places, open. So. What is that other burger place that everyone is like so horny over? Fucking in just Whataburger in and out. Yeah, I don't, I've never been to either of them, but I can tell you right now, I would be disappointed if I went. <laughs> I would absolutely be disappointed. No, no fast food burger deserves that much hype, you know? Yeah, that definitely. Uh, I think that's what uh, was the downfall of Whataburger is I had to hear the hype for so long. And then when you have it, well, it's just like, you know, it's a culture. It's like it's a cultural thing. You didn't grow up with it either. Yeah, yeah. it's like. It's like I, a big deal, like, and it's like open, like late. It's like basically everyone went there when they were drunk as fuck in the middle of the night for like years. I get secondhand rage when people say In and Out sucks. You know, like I'm like, oh, I don't think In and Out sucks though. Is the thing, but and like the, I think people, people, like people in Texas especially, are like yeah, In and Out sucks. And I'm like, no, In and Out's delicious. It's just a different burger than Whataburger. Yeah different bad different not good whatever nobody likes change no that's not the thing. I, I enjoyed it when they came when they finally came to texas i was like this shit fucking slaps i might get this like all the time and i did i mean like i don't know i, I kind of wanted it the other night i didn't get it i haven't gotten a few months but i do like in and out a lot but i don't know i mean i've always heard boone is a pretty cool town though i've never i don't know much about it it's a pretty cool town. Uh, this is what it's famous for. Hold on, I'll show you. Uh, it, like, all the trees changing in the fall is really pretty. Uh, but that's about it. It's <laughs> it's a town built for 30,000 people, and there's 30,000 college students alone at the university. So it, the traffic is super bad. Lines yeah. for everything are massive. If you want to get a service person out to your place, it's going to be like a two or three month wait, generally. So, it's great if you hate convenience. You know, if you fuck, if you just you fucking hate <laughs> convenience and you want to live near college, you should move to Boone. Or if you like climbing mountains, there okay. you go. <laughs> I, you know, that's a good place to go to hike and wait. It's like or tiny mountainous Denton. <laughs> we're hopefully going somewhere else in North Carolina, and then in a year or two, we're gonna move further away from the East Coast. But Boone's been nice for a while. There you all go. Right. Yep. Taking care of you, and that's all that matters. I feel. Uh huh. Absolutely. So I think uh, we would be remiss, maybe not to mention like the most like I mean whenever I see comments about people talking about like that one dude that covers songs, he's got the Keyblade in the background. Like oh, if I, yeah. if I could get the origin story of the Keyblade, like how does that get on your wall? Like you grew up in the game or did someone gift it to you and you're just like, I like Keyblades. <laughs> um, I don't remember when I first got Kingdom Hearts. I think it was given to me for Christmas or something. But I remember playing it with my neighborhood friends that were like, I was like 
six or seven or something like that, maybe five or six. And they were like PS2, a couple right? years older than me. PlayStation 2, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I remember trying to get past like the first world for like so long and I couldn't do it. So I just put it down. But then they came and helped me with it. And then we played the entire game through. And uh, the ending of it, I just like sobbed crying. And it was like the first game that like given me really an emotional experience. And it's just been really consistent over the years um, with delivering that. And I like series a lot. I'm also really good at playing it because I've done it for 20 years, you know, on and off. So I think I got, I have two Keyblades. One of them was gifted to me. And one of them I got myself off Amazon when I had like a Christmas gift card or some shit. Um, I just love that series. I know it's like very childish, but I was a fucking child when I started playing it. So yeah, anyone that has has beef about it can fucking catch these hands or Keyblade or whatever, you know? Though it's foam, so it won't really do much. I don't know. I think it's okay to like be a fan of something. It like, is, yeah. It's like sure. dis like people like watch Disney movies their whole lives. Like it's a family affair, you know. Like it's, maybe it's, they it's, do. I mean, it's not super controversial to be an adult that likes Kingdom Hearts because like it's one of the yeah, biggest, most successful things there is. But yeah, people still like shit on it. So no, yeah. it was a cool game back in the day for sure. I mean, if it makes any- me want to go get it, honestly. Yeah, I'm, yeah, they have- they're very accessible. Yeah, I think of all games to like, I mean, it's probably like the only thing that can be like lobbied at it that's like maybe valid is the story is a little confusing. But I mean, you. Oh you- my god, it's so confusing! It's yeah. so unnecessarily. But that was something that honestly drew me to it because like there was so much time between the games that like when I finished Kingdom Hearts two and like full 100% completed it got the secret ending it just leaves you with so many more questions which is so smart you know like it's honestly why I think fans should play short sets you should make people want more and then have less shows just to make people want to go to them but yeah after like I was done with the game I would spend like it would it would take my mental space wondering what was coming and that kind of like kept it alive for me the 10 years between two and three yeah. uh but definitely way too convoluted for a fucking Disney game. I, I guess that's more of the Final Fantasy, Japanese JRPG kind of lineage to it, but no reason for that. Especially in a game with Mickey Mouse. You know? I mean, it makes sense. I mean, uh, you start blending universes. Like, you can try to explain why video game characters are chilling with Disney characters. It's bound to be confusing. For sure. For sure. I would say my top five games uh, all time got to be Bioshock's up there. This is in no particular order. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, mm, Apex Legends for sure. I've, I've spent the past three years playing that. And uh, Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy fifteen are up there a lot. And number five would probably be shit. Maybe Counter Strike. I used to play that a fuck ton. Oh yeah, those Counter- the on day. the original Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. Like I used oh, to play Halo. Yeah, I used to play Counter Strike on PC like way back, like Source and shit. Like that's mm, yeah. Good old memories, man. Those... My stepdad would play that a lot too. I was I was a little too young to be pc gaming maybe i don't know but it's just what i had yeah wrong with that the xbox version was very suitable and uh, it, it got done i would just play on dust and dust too or is it rust it was dust dust um i would play on those maps with npcs and just fucking farm i felt like such a god it was great even though i probably hit 20 percent of my shots oh yeah dude i appreciate that and i mean have any of these games possibly ever been like bled into your music? Have you ever written a Kingdom Hearts song? <laughs> uh, no, but Kingdom Hearts has some of the most iconic theme songs 
that I would be lying out my fucking ass to say it's never influenced me in like maybe a harmony or a melody or something. Just um, that song Sanctuary, that shit makes my heart go. Like when I was playing uh, Kingdom Hearts 1 when I was very young, finished it, it has a super emotional cutscene. And uh, we're basically just like, it's swords like floating away from Kyrie. And then the song, I think Sanctuary starts playing or Simple and Clean starts playing, I can't remember which. And that instance of like music hitting and making something so much more emotional, it just, you know, I don't, it just, it just hit me really hard. It shaped oh, yeah. what I really enjoyed about things. If I, something could make me feel that way, then it was something that I would kind of gravitate oh, yeah. to. And, and like you said, all of our music is like pretty raw and emotional. I just, I kind of, I kind of carry that into when I'm writing lyrics or, you know, just listening to something to see like if the instrumental will hit me and I want to do that. Oh, yeah. And it's like a lot of music from like Kingdom Hearts stuff that's like Nobu, Iomatsu and uh, Sanctuary and uh, Simple and Clean. That's what Yutara Hikaru. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I couldn't pronounce her name like that, but. Yeah, I, 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 took like, I probably butchered the fuck out of it. And I took Japanese in high school for like a month. But um, <laughs> I, all I have to say is like that one song, Dearly Beloved, that thing can like center me. Like that's like a great oh, yeah. ass. That's just a like, thousand percent. you know, it's, it's like those good. little click clack balls. It just centers your mind and puts you in a good place. Mm-hmm. It really do. Really, really do. What about you, Cash? Do you have any favorite video game music over here? Um, hmm. Battle Toads, oh, favorite. <laughs> um, I don't remember what I talked about before, but like, I didn't. I mean, like, I played video games, I still kind of do a little bit, but like, I didn't play that much because my parents they kind of like limited how much I could growing up. And but so you're right now, if I had like what? a gun, you couldn't sing the Tetris theme song or like the Super Mario theme song. Do 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 I mean, yeah, I, 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 I wasn't in one in high school. I was in the middle school band. And, like, all the uh, percussion kids really love playing uh, the Mario theme song on, like, the mallets or whatever. And, it, you know, it kind of really ruins the song after, you know, they play for the 3,000th time. Yeah. yeah. I got kicked just... out of my middle school band. Conductor <laughs> fucking hated me. I got, like, 40 Dude. detentions. And then I eventually just got booted. <laughs> Apparently, I almost got kicked out of my high school orchestra but um or like because i just wasn't that great at violin <laughs> yeah i don't think it's i was going to be good at it's a very what? difficult instrument it's a very difficult instrument it is a very difficult instrument yeah. like it's considerably it's like because you gotta use both hands and like it's, it's a, there's a lot that goes into it yeah it's the boat a little bit too, just too much pressure yeah yeah I, I thought violin was dope and I was like, I want to learn how to play that, but it turns out like I can't. <laughs> so it's same thing with drums, same thing with most instruments. Yeah, I it's should... just string instrument. I mean, like like bow instruments are just like a whole other level of thing challenging where like, you know, like mm-hmm. brass instrument, you press a button. I mean, I guess you gotta like get your mouth right, but like I mean, the saxophone was not easy at all. And I think if I picked it up today, I'd probably be worse than I was when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, probably, I think probably. The other, I mean, the other <laughs> thing I've kind of realized though is growing up is that like, I think I've gotten more coordinated, like just because I think it, part of it was just because like I like shot up, like I got tall, like really quickly in like middle school. And so I think I kind of lost some coordination because of that. But now, I, and, like, also, I can, like, think about things correct, like, how to, like, play an instrument in, like, in a better mindset or, like, a better way to, like, you know. You got more, like, cog- you got more cognizant skills now? Well, yeah, it's, like, you know, you have a different, you, you've played instruments for a longer time and you have, like, a better way to, like, you know, go about, like, learning how to play a song yeah. or something like that. 
I feel like as you get older, though, you lose like patience or like and like tolerance. You lose patience, and it becomes more difficult to learn new things. Past like yeah. I think eighteen or like twenty one or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, definitely have the ability in the twenties and thirties, but like it's it gets more and more difficult. I would I would agree with that. Being in my thirties, I would say it's difficult for me to learn new things without a doubt. Yeah. I turned 26 in a few months. Shit is weird. Yeah, I was 22 last month. Man, I'm going to be 27 pretty soon. That's like a whole other... I'm glad you lived this far, you know? Yeah. One of my um, my buddies that... I don't want to be 30. (laughs) Yeah, one of my buddies that I met through a Dance Gavin dance group, um, Chase Young. I don't know if either of y'all are familiar with him. I talked to him a handful of times and uh, he gave me Andrew's email because uh, I needed to reach out to him about something. Uh, I, he passed in this hurricane this past week. Mm-hmm. And that shit, like, I saw that, I think, last night. Shit is just awful. That shit must have been so fucking. I don't know. That's just something that made me sad recently. I'm sorry to share. Yeah, it's that was. Uh, I mean, it's kind of. I obviously it wasn't as bad as like you know, like Katrina or something like that. No, yeah, but, but just like it's kind of like that in general. Just yeah, terrifying me. Just scares me a lot. It's kind of like similar though, in that like a lot of the places in Florida were like you know, not they're like below sea level, kind of, or like they're right on the ocean, and so like it's really or or you know right on yeah. sea level so it's like what well, didn't take a lot to like destroy the houses yeah really sorry about that i like right underneath me so i'm gonna mute for a second but do what you gotta do we're gonna hear sit here and talk to you and like let you listen we'll talk at you yeah that, that's that's the way the world's gonna work now we're gonna talk to you um what are we gonna say i'm gonna tell God, you i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a piece of my mind all right well they left but, back. I, <laughs> but i mean we've talked about we've covered a lot of subjects here today but i mean Example, you said sure. they could how to play violin but are is there any like when you're writing vocals and instrument stuff do you like practice with a guitar or do you have like instrumentals backed up you just sitting there um, and I like I like writing the instrumentals for sure. Um, it makes everything a lot easier. I do have stuff written that isn't to an instrumental. I can play the guitar and piano a little bit, but not. I don't know. I it's hard for me to write my own stuff. It's a lot easier if like, um, basically the way that Glow started was I was on bed rest and I had my mic stand over me. And I was doing vocal covers every day. I would get out of bed for like two or three minutes to record the video for the vocal cover and I would edit it together. Uh, I did that every day for a couple months. And then I met Brandon and he uh, sent me an instrumental that he had done that was like kind of like moose bloodish, uh, turned into our song Polaroid. And yeah, if I have an instrumental to write to, I can do that. Ryan, you're on mute. Yeah, I know. You're saying something. Oh, I thought you were. Because I was just like, oh boy, because I'm sure he's suffering from the same thing of background noise that I am. That's why I'm. What if it's the same sound and it's going across? Uh, The track. That's outside my house is outside his house. That's that's what's going on. The Ryan's are a hive mind. We're just the same. You know, we we have the same experiences. <laughs> We're all experiencing life at the same uh variable. We're just in different locations, you know, like it's all experienced the same. This is deep, man. Yeah, this is existential thoughts with Ryan. Like, you know, Ryan's are very deep. So that'll deep. be that'll be after we finish Banducey. We'll we'll do existential thoughts with Ryan. We'll be our next one. Oh yeah, existential thoughts with Ryan. I mean, that where do you go with that? I mean, do you go deep into the conscious of the mind? Do you go through? Do an you even stress? exist? 
Does anything I, real? Oh yeah, I, none of this exists. This is all a figment of Ryan's imagination. He he. There yeah. is um yeah. I Swan mean, Court is not a genre. This is all just created in Ryan's mind to um. Yeah, to we're playing a beautiful mind, the home game, and I'm an emotional ghost, and I'm just kind of floating through life, and this podcast is just a uh, figment of my imagination. Exactly. Very interesting. It's very interesting. If I it were my imagination, though, I think we would all be millionaires. You know? Yeah. That I think. Yeah, I'm not thinking big enough. There's there could you be more. Said- we win <laughs> maybe be maybe billionaires i wouldn't want to pay all those taxes though yeah well, we, i feel it's a big of your imagination yeah. you can be a millionaire and not have to pay taxes that's beautiful i like that yeah taxes are imaginary in this imagination yeah exactly we're all rich and i'm not fond, i'm not fond of taxes. well some of yeah. us at least are rich in here not maybe not everyone if I could be like Yoshi from Nintendo, you know, like Mario games and just not pay taxes, that'd be great. Because Yoshi avoids taxes. I want to avoid taxes. I think that's just very you know, the best way to not have to pay taxes is to um not have very much money. There you go. <laughs> then you just go to jail for it. They just go ahead and yeah. just just don't make any money and then no one will tax you. That's the musician way. There you much. go. Like, you know. Like me, being a musician is basically being like a glorified homeless person. You know, you you go from town to town, you you survive off ten bucks, and you hope that you know nobody kills you. The day will you have enough? Yeah, <laughs> kills you. You got enough gas next town. Yeah. Basically, like the last like, carnival folk. <laughs> <laughs> we should start a carnival. Yeah, there we go. The demo team carnival. <laughs> I would go. I would buy tickets for a weekend. And but like no no, no music acts, just like carnival acts. Just well, that's fair. Carny live. Long as there's yeah. some show stuff. Right. We're going to party. a festival tomorrow. Or not a festival. Yeah. What'd you ask me? No, Ryan, no, the other Ryan, Ryan Porter. Weren't you a carny or something like that? Um when I was uh no, I wouldn't say a carny, but I've 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 sold merch at like monster truck shows and like uh swap meets and I took that carny energy when I worked out a lot. Oh yeah, that's what it was the carny energy, not that you were a carny, you had the energy yeah. and you right. wore striped pants. You're I, Andrew Carnegie? Carnegie, I wish. I said yeah. Carney. <laughs> Carnegie <laughs> Hall. I'm so far away from Carnegie Hall. Isn't that like all the way in like east it's like New York? Pittsburgh. I have there no you go. Idea. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Barely even a real place to me. Yeah. I you ever been to Pittsburgh? A- I stopped in Pittsburgh on a Greyhound coming home from a tour one time. I walked outside to look at the city. It smelled like shit, and somebody asked me for ten dollars, so I went back inside. That's that's the right energy, you know. I mean, <laughs> Someone asked, I go back inside. Yeah, it's definitely uh happened in Dallas. So, and Austin. Put it basically all place I live. I think it's just kind of anyway. just par for the course now, right? City smells so like I shit. I don't have to listen to the sounds of people mowing grass five feet from me. That is a great thing to not listen to. Bless just, you. As soon I I can't wait because construction workers work out here till like four o'clock. They start at like eight o'clock in the morning and they're here till four o'clock and they're just tearing up concrete and building houses and it's just like way i live at the beach it's so great and it's i like, would be no. so petty mm-hmm. i would just be so petty yeah I, I i i wake up angry just like oh boy i get to wake up <laughs> so great um, here in construction the last place i lived before um one day my landlord just like so like no one's mowing the lawn and we're just like huh i don't wonder why the yard people haven't come or stopped coming and then like my landlord texts me he was like hey can you just start mowing the lawn and i'm like no (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna take anything off my rent if i mow the lawn yeah it's like what i would have asked he thought he was running a commune not a uh you know a rental my cat bug she hates being uh, Yeah, that's a bug for sure. That's a beautiful cat. 
That's a tabby. That's a buzz. She thick as hell. She dummy thick. <laughs> Gotta love them thick cats. She's wondering why I'm talking to her scratching post right now. I have uh, my phone set on top of my two, like... Is she scratching the scratching post? Yeah, a little bit. Just thinking about it. That's great. I just want to get a post and scratch at it. So, you've briefly mentioned that you've gone on tour and such. Do you have any cool road story that you'd like mm-hmm. to share? Anything that's not, like, asking you for money and running inside? <laughs> um... Yeah, um, in New York, we had two shows lined up. Uh, one of them got canceled, so we were just chilling for a few days, but we didn't have a place to sleep the first night. And so um, this is when Game of Thrones was airing. We had just gone to New York. We didn't have a show that night. We were um, just chilling, and we found somewhere to park the car, didn't move it because you don't move your car in New York. Like, you just don't. If you find a place to park, you just don't move it. Um, we ran, like, 30 minutes in pouring rain, quite drunk, to go watch Game of Thrones at this bar. And uh, that was great and all. But, like, when we left, we were very intoxicated, and we found a Checkers restaurant, which is the only place in New York where you can eat for less than, like, $20 good. And then uh, after that, we slept in our van and were informed the next morning that we were very lucky we didn't get our windows busted in and get robbed from the place that we were staying. And it was scary. And uh, then we played a show and went home. Hey, that, I mean, you got your luck. You're like, your stats of luck are just like really I'm saying, high. though, it's like yeah. you're, what you're saying about being glorified homeless. Like, that's exactly what we're doing. Going to the bathroom in the street, sleeping in the trailer, and hoping to not get robbed. Watching TV at a bar. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't yeah. even do it for free. Had to buy a shot for you to be there. Which yeah. means, you know. That was the thing. I do remember that when you watch Game of Thrones at the bar. Well, I mean, I watched it. It was so fun. Yeah, I, I mean, I watched all those last three seasons with like a huge group of people every Sunday. That was that was such a, even though the last season was kind of doggy doo doo bullshit. With friends, with friends, anything like if you have enough, much friends, more palatable. Oh yeah, it becomes like like mystery science theater where you can kind of riff on it and like you get that enjoyment of complaining together. Thousand mm-hmm. <laughs> percent. I mean, um, I didn't watch Game of Thrones like when it was on the air. I'm trying to get into while it's on the air but i, I like watched the show a lot yeah i watched it after the fact and i can totally see why people hated that like last season i'd be like wow this all was like expedited oh, yeah. i got it really quick and i didn't you know i was able to digest it in like a couple weeks if i had to wait years and this is what i got i would have just been i would have turned on it just like them yeah, yeah pretty much i mean i don't know i don't even think it was bad it was just so like it was just kind of just very mediocre was what it was it wasn't even like rushed dude it's so rushed yeah exactly it's so it was extremely like they could they should have gone like another three seasons or at least two another i think one more season would have been would have been good um it was just just so much in one season of of tv my my phone battery is on eight percent is there anything y'all would like to ask me otherwise in the next few minutes before i have to go charge it and hop off this yeah um what you eating later i'm just kidding. <laughs> um, later i'm going to see the movie pearl and then i'm probably gonna eat some good maybe taco bell maybe eggs and avocado we'll see all right, man. All right. the night is yours um usually it's we ask people what they're listening to lately but if you just want to shout out some homies and how people can find you on social media before your phone dies that'd be much appreciated i'll do both um i've been listening to a lot of Ayadola's new record recently it is really really good i would recommend it to anybody that likes music and has ears um there's a band called uh, household that used to be a hardcore band has changed their sound and sounds kind of like movements, but with a lot more like key changes and shit like that. Um, they're putting out a new record this weekend independently, and it's something that everyone should check out. They put out a record called Everywhere Everything a River Should Be. 
couple years ago and it's on equal vision records it's an absolute banger um go listen to pianos become the new pianos become the teeth they just put out a new record and it deserves to be bigger than it is um our social medias for water culture are at water culture band on everything i believe except our tiktok is at the water cult and um yeah my social handle is brian the vocalist pretty simple it could be yours as well you know no he's ryan rex rex yeah yeah makes sense right the big dinosaur doing something yeah Yeah. also dude it's awesome to see how well you're doing with like those polls and like the facebook monetization thing that's like awesome good thank you i appreciate it I'm on a little bit of a pause on the monetization thing while I try to figure it out and get it back. But uh, it's been a fun ride for like three months, four or five months now. Yeah, uh, made a pretty penny. Oh, yeah. I, I cannot complain. That's probably the easiest job I've ever had. And, and it's better to have loved than lost. But I well, try to yeah. stay- If you I, ever need I, to make some memes for something in the meantime. Do you have you know, any poll ideas that you would like? Have any poll ideas? Um... Shit. I don't know. Yeah. I, I really don't. I'll slap that. You what, what haven't you done? You know, you've done music versus music, music versus everything else, bands, music versus, versus bands. Ryan. Yeah. I didn't make the Ryan poll, but I did make a poll where <laughs> Taco Bell. So, I mean, that's where, nice. do you, where do you go from there? But I, I do would wanna... think you just do more like uh, every time I die, fucking. Uh, what is it? This band, Coheed and Cambria, and the other bands that have like the huge diehard groups oh, yeah. that share it. Uh, just do that versus movies versus different forms of media. Taco Bell, like you said, that oh, that's yeah. just, do, just uh, absolutely farming. We'll do Coheed yeah. and Cambria versus the Joe Rogan Experience. That's really smart. Um, Breaking <laughs> Bad versus. Um, Mike Tyson's else? left hook. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I feel yeah. Randomness has always been my string versus my cats on Broadway. Yeah, before if you, if you can figure out how to do polls and stuff like that and promote lesser known bands, you can make a killing off that. If it actually got like right. conversion results, that shit would be busting. I'm working on. I'm working on it. But I do want to say before your phone dies, uh, Ryan, you've been uh, the homie for like years, dude. And it's Absolutely. great. To- it's been cool to watch you grow. Hell yeah, dude. It's cool to been watching you like stay with it and like go from just like covering songs to releasing some of like my favorite shit that's out there right now. dude. And I really appreciate that. Keep it up, man. Like I'm, I'm from glad, Sierra. you know, like I know changing from glow to water culture. That's always like a daunting task. But I think like you're you're killing it with flying colors, dude. You're doing great stuff out there. Thank you very much. Really appreciate hey, you. Thank you also so much cash. for coming on. It's it been was... really nice meeting you, talking to you. Yeah, nice meeting you as well. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's cash. a great time. Oh, yeah. This whole podcast mm. exists because of cash. So it's, <laughs> I was lucky enough. Uh, to it, it, continue, it exists because of me, but it continues to exist because of Ryan. But also, um, hey, thanks for being our Banducey episode five guest. So. Absolutely. Banducey file episode five. Hopefully That's I'll you. talk to you all again soon, man. Y'all have a good one. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Later. Later. I'm waiting for my food to come back.